Welcome to Language During Mealtime. Certified speech-language pathologist and children's book author Becca Eisenberg brings you creative professionals from the language learning and children's education field. With these ideas, parents can help their children with special needs improve language and reading abilities. Hi, my name is Becca Eisenberg. Welcome to my podcast, Language During Mealtime, episode number 65. Today, I'll be interviewing Paula Quinn and her daughter, Rosie, author of My Hair Went on Vacation. Paula Quinn is a co-founder of Coming Up Rosie's, a Chicago-based nonprofit inspired by her daughter, Rosie's dream to help kids who look like me and to make the bald kids smile. Rosie convinced Paula to leave her 10-year people operations career at Google to provide the opportunity for bald children to create their own headscarf, neck scarf, or superhero cape to wear with pride. Since 2016, Coming Up Rosie's has donated over 1,600 smile kits to hospitals and charity organizations around the world. Each kit provides a child an outlet of creativity and the ability to wear their masterpiece with a smile. Paula works best struggling many hats, so in addition to running Coming Up Rosie's, she's the head of people at TechSnexus Venture Collaborative, a Chicago-based joint venture technology firm. Prior to Google, Paula taught preschool at the Bing Nursery School, a laboratory school for Stanford University's Department of Psychology. Paula, a California native, holds a BS in human development from University of California, Davis, and an MA in early childhood education from CSU Sacramento. Paul lives in Chicago with her husband, Larry, daughters, Rosie and Caroline, and their Bernadoodle, Enzo. In her free time, Paula enjoys spending time with her family, being a legislative liaison for the National Alopecia Foundation, cooking Italian dishes with her girls, running, dance parties, and doing jigsaw puzzles during the cold Chicago winters. So I also want to mention uh, Paula's website, cominguprosies.com. So I'm really excited to have both Paula and Rosie on today to talk about the book, My Hair Went On Vacation. Thank you. Thank you for having us on, Ms. Rebecca. Well, thank you so much for being on. I love your book, and I'm really excited for you to talk about it. Um, Because I think a lot of people don't know about alopecia. Um, I mean, I know about alopecia just because I've worked with um, children and adults with alopecia. But um, I was wondering if you could just start with our first question, which is, you know, the inspiration behind the book. And Paul, maybe you could talk about just sort of like your thought process in creating the book and whether it came before or after you created your, your nonprofit. Yeah, so it's a great question. So I, to be honest, when Rosie was diagnosed with alopecia at two and a half, which is an autoimmune disease, it attacks your hair follicles. So basically what that means is your hair falls out. Um, most people have patchy um, instances and in Rosie's case, it's all over her body. Um, so when she was first diagnosed, I needed help and I would go to therapy because I, I wasn't really sad about the hair loss. I was just sad about when people would come up to us and it just really made me upset or they would say, what, you know, what's wrong with your daughter? Why isn't she hair? Oh, I like her haircut, like all these random things. I just wanted people to leave us alone. Um, I would talk to my therapist. I'm like, what do I do? What do I say without being disrespectful? And, you know, just trying to grapple with those feelings. 
And of course, she said, you know what? You should really think about writing down your feelings. Um, well, I have this rule, personal rule that, you know, I, I don't want to write anything down that I wouldn't want published on the front of the New York Times. That's just kind of like my barometer. So I didn't really want to write a journal. It wasn't really my thing. But I did start writing what I called, you know, Rosie's book on a Google Doc. And it just kind of started. It was ways for me and our husband to talk about the baldness with, with Rosie because she was two and a half with other people. Um, and I just wrote it as like more of a tool for myself. Um, the, the inspiration of the title really came from Rosie. I was thought I was hiding my feelings one day and Rosie came up to me and, and she put her little arm on my shoulder and she's like, mommy, don't worry. My hair's just on vacation. Um, and it was one of those moments. It was like an aha moment. And I said, wow, you know, it's such an interesting perspective. Like a dead fish slapped you in the face. <laughs> yeah, it's like a dead fish <laughs> slapped me in the face. And here I was like having this kind of like a pity party. And my two and a half year old's like, it's fine, it's fine. So we actually kind of took Rosie's lead. And every night we'd come up with adventures of where her hair would go. It was mostly Disneyland because like that's like the only thing that probably a two-year-old can think of. Yeah, so. we went to Disney World a lot, Disneyland a lot. But it just, it kind of shifted like the moment of how we embraced the, her, her difference and, and this, you know, autoimmune disease. Um, but I kind of like after a year of, you know, writing this little story and we just, we didn't need it as much as a crutch. Um, and I kind of put it away. And so that was way back in 2014. I just kind of like got lost in my Google drive. Yeah, right. Like that's way back. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, it is kind of. So fast forward to, you know, last year, you know, since we've, Rosie's diagnosis, we started the charity in 2016. And we were on a road trip and my husband said, you know that book you wrote for Rosie way, way, you know, long time ago when she was first diagnosed? I go, yeah. He's like, you should consider finishing that and maybe publishing it so that we could have all the proceeds go back to charity. Because, you know, he's always thinking of ways to raise money for the charity. I'm like, ah, oh, that's, that's kind of a great idea, but I don't even know if I have that book. So I went in my Google Drive, I searched for Rosie's book and up it popped. And obviously I had to like finish it. We, you know, I stopped before we had gotten to the charity, but I was reading it and I was like, gosh, this is really powerful. And, and not only for me, but just sharing this experience with other families. I, I talked to a lot of moms of children with alopecia, just because it's such a tight knit community. And we've all gone through the same, the same phases. You know, the, the first diagnosis, you are like shattered, you're upset, you're, you, you know, you, you, you think the world has come to an end. Then you get through like, how do you interact with people and society? Then you get through, how do you make sure your child is feeling secure about themselves? So I kind of felt like this was a good tool to share with other people. And it's not specifically just for alopecia, but it could really be for anyone who has a sort of any sort of physical difference. So that's kind of how it started. I, I just love it. I, I love how you, because um, for anyone who doesn't have the book, it's not only based on a true story, but I love how you incorporate like the art into a scarf. Mm -hmm. And that's really what you're doing is that you, I, I just, I love that because I just feel like it's, I feel like it's something kids could just start at home. They could, you know, create artwork and then to make it into a scarf. I just, I think it's a beautiful book. And I think it's also just another way for kids to learn about all different types of differences. And Rosie, I just find you inspiring. Whenever I see your picture, you just look happy and bright and like kind of like sunshine, you know? Um, so actually, I'm going to go to my next question for Rosie, just about how you feel about the book. Yeah, sure. 
How do you feel about the book? Um, I feel like it's a great tool for kids who aren't confident about the way they look. Not only if they are bald, but like it can be my leg went on vacation, my arm went on vacation, my eye went on vacation. It could be anything that any child has. Like if you have a cell disease, it could be my cells went on vacation, anything. Um, and I think the teacher's guide in the back really helps explain to little or kids who don't really understand that well um, what alopecia is and how they can understand it better. Um, because, like, if you walked up to, like, some preschooler and you're like, hey, I have alopecia and autoimmune disease that makes their hair fall out, they're like, what the heck did you just say? So it kind of breaks it down into little bits and pieces for them. But this book isn't just for any normal kid. It's for really anyone who feels different. Yeah, but I also just also think for older kids too, because I feel like a lot of people do not know what alopecia is at all. Yeah. So I feel like it just raises awareness. Um, but yeah, like you said, for you know, for anyone with any sort of difference, because I think it's, you know, it's hard just feeling like you're different, you know. Um, but what I love is that you empowered that to feel unique. Um, and I, I found the book very empowering. Um, so just what you had mentioned, the teacher's guide, and I love, you know, as a speech pathologist, I love the vocabulary section. <laughs> um, cause they're like anything where we define words, because a lot of times when we're reading books, we're, you know, we're reading, but we're not always defining these key words. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that vocabulary section. So maybe Paul, if you could talk a little bit about, um, how you developed the teacher's guide in the back of the book, which is included in the book as well as the vocabulary section. Yeah. So I guess being an, an ex-teacher, I kind of felt like this is something that it could be an empowering tool for families, but also for, for the classroom. Because I do think a lot of these conversations happen when children are away and out of the home. And you spend, I don't know, how many hours a week do children spend at school um, so inevitably there have been conversations and situations where Rosie, had, like someone has wanted to, in, during story time, grab and rub her head, um, or, you know, say, why, why are you bald? What do you have alopecia? What is this? Is it contagious? So I felt like having this teacher component would be a nice way for teachers to talk about not only the child who has the difference, but other differences. Everyone has something. Some people have things that are invisible that are inside and some people have things that are on the outside. So I think having the tool and having that activity, you know, doing the self-portrait so that people and children can all recognize that everyone has a difference. And in terms of like the, the vocabulary, when I was writing this, I wanted to make sure that children knew that I did choose some words that were a little hard, you know, like fade. Um, so I wanted to make sure that children really understood, you know, the context of the me of the, of the word and, and so that they, maybe they could use that um, in their vernacular every day and, and kind of make it a learning tool in, in more ways than one. Yeah, I think so. I think it's also great just for like the beginning of the year to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say that because, you know, being a speech pathologist, I work in a lot of classrooms, um, and a lot of times the kids are curious about other kids in the class. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of just sort of like wondering about it, we address in the beginning of the year and we just talk about, you know, how everyone has different tools or, you know, this is in my situation. But um, Rosie, have you ever had, has one of your teachers ever read the book? 
in in a class that you're in? So when I was at recess, like all these little kids started swarming around me and they're asking me, why are you bald? And why blah, blah, blah. I don't, you know, you look weird. Why are you bald? Um, uh, were you born this way? Is it contagious? And it kind of didn't make me feel that good. And they were pre-K, so like they couldn't really know what was going on. They were like, curious. They were curious. They were yeah. curious. And so I went to their classroom and I read the book. Before now, it was published. Before it was published, yeah. yeah. And I told them to keep it a secret because it wasn't out yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> which but, they loved, obviously. Yeah, which they loved, obviously. Because, you know, the 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 thing every pre-care wants to do is, you know, keep a secret. <laughs> but once they knew about, like, once they heard Rosie's story, it was they so funny. They were the teachers- informed. And the teachers were like, they wanted to do the teacher's guide. They wanted to, draw actually, the they wanted to draw the pictures. And that made me feel so happy because I knew not only that older children have to understand our book that we wrote, it can be anyone, even pre cares. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because now whenever the pre cares see her like, at school, yeah, she's like a fan now. They're like, they're like little fans and it's yeah. all because she took the time to educate and to, and to talk. And that's kind of the strategy that we took just with everywhere we go. You know, when, when someone would point and stare at Rosie, it made her very uncomfortable at first. And she just, you know, she's like, what's wrong with me? Why are people pointing? Why are people staring? So we really worked hard as a family to kind of wave at the child. And then like eventually slowly by slowly, we went up and introduced ourselves. And then, you know, Rosie would tell them, Oh, I have alopecia. And then at the very end of the conversation, what would you always ask everyone? What would you ask them? What makes you different? And so then the What makes you stand out? What makes you stand Mm -hmm. out? And it gave the opportunity for the child to say, well, you know, and we heard lots of stories like, oh, I have, you know, I broke my knee when I was little or, oh, I have my my arm twist this way or, you know, so it was really kind of funny that we were here. Yeah. And it was actually cool because we're, no one's perfect. The only person Mm -hmm. who's perfect is God. Mm-hmm. No one's so, perfect. No one's perfect. And if we were all perfect, we know each other's favorite color and our personality. And, It'd you know, be kind of boring, it'd be kind think? of boring. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it would be. Exactly. And I think it's also too much to keep up anyway. I mean, because, yeah, because oh. nobody's perfect. Exactly. No. No. And I just, I love that you. It, the way, with the book, I just feel like it's just such a great way to educate kids and to empower kids to, you know, just be who they are. And um, I just, I, I really, really love that. And I, I could hear it in your voice, Rosie, how proud you are. Um, and I think it's such a great model for other kids as well to see that how you have embraced it and you've used, you've used it as an opportunity to educate, which I think is... Just wonderful. Well, and along those lines, like I think she's really, you know, as a parent, you you go through life thinking that you're supposed to teach all your children the lessons of life and and the, teach them the way. And in our family, it's been the roles have been really re- reversed. And I kind of thank you, Rosie. She's really taught my husband and myself how you're how, <laughs> how to embrace this with a smile. She's just so positive, and I'm like. We need to get on Team Rosie. If she, if she's okay with this, then you know what we are we are a hundred percent behind her, and we we love you no matter what. And, um, she's really taught us a lot how to and accept. Can I just say I just wanted to pop on, say <laughs> hi, and I was so happy, Miss Rebecca, that you asked me and my mom to join the podcast. 
Because um, you didn't feel left out. Because that- I didn't feel left out. <laughs> um, but mommy told me that this is just an adult podcast. And I was like, but I want to join. I want to join. And I was like, okay, they might have like one question. So um, I just wanted to pop on and say hi. Um, and thank you, Miss Rebecca. Oh, well, thank you for coming out. I, I love I love kids. So I'm always happy to. And by the way, I'm also on Team Rosie. I just. Yay. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I just, because you, you already sold me, like, after I read the book. Um, so just, just, and thank you so much for both being on. One more, just one more question before we finish up. I wanted okay. to ask um, Paula just about like any advice for parents who are going through, let's just say, a diagnosis with their child, what you would you know, give advice or any recommendations besides obviously your book and your nonprofit? Yeah. You know, that's a tough one because I, I find that everyone deals with this differently and I, and, or any disease differently. I just, my main advice is just, you know, take one foot at a time. I think it's very overwhelming. I know when Rosie was first diagnosed and the doctor said, you know, we don't know if her hair is ever going to grow back my mind immediately went to, oh my gosh, is she ever going to date anyone? Is she going to find someone to love her? Is she going to get married? Is she going to be discriminated against if she chooses to, you know, go bald? Um, those are the, those kind of stacked up like huge boulders. And I, I was like, I, I possibly just couldn't solve all those questions, nor did I even know the answers. Um, so I think with, with the best advice I can give is just put one foot in front of the other. Um, find a good support system, find, um, whether it's family, whether it's therapy, um, whether it's a support group, finding other people who are walking the same journey in, you know, and maybe in a different pair of shoes. Um, because it's, it is, it is a long road, but I do think if you can just stop, take one foot in front of the other, there are little silver linings through every bad situation. Um, and you just got to look for them. And I think for us, the silver lining was Rosie had such a huge personality and was so positive. And I was so bogged down initially with just my, my feelings that I needed to stop and look that she was so happy and did not care about being bald. And that, that kind of saved me. So there are silver linings, one foot in front of the other, um, and just kind of find support that makes you feel good. Because um, I know there were a lot of pieces of advice from family and friends that like really didn't make me feel good. So, you know, tuning into the ones that make you feel good and tuning out to the ones that are just, you know, loving advice that you might not need to take. That's really great advice. And also if kids, if, if parents did want to go on and kids wanted to go on and create those scarves, is that just available right on your website? It is. It is. So if anyone is going through any sort of medical journey, it's the beauty of being a charity. There is a place where you can request a smile kit. Um, and so, and we will just send you one. A lot of families want to buy them for like a family friend or whatnot. Um, or just for their kids who don't have a difference. And that's available too. Um, but if you do have, you know, if you know someone who's going through cancer or alopecia, or we have a lot of heart transplants or any, any medical journey, um, and they're in a hospital bed or at home recu- recuperating, we will send them a smile kit free of charge. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else, Paula or Rosie, that you want to say before we finish up today? No, I think I just thank you for having us on the show. And um, I just love sharing the story. And, and I just want people to know that you're not alone. There's a lot of families out there that are going through maybe what you're going through or similar things and um, you will get through it. 
Well, thank you so much. And you know what? You both are an inspiration because just seeing Rosie's happy face that's beaming <laughs> makes me just like, just so excited. Oh, so I, I really, no, it really does. It's, it's, it's really, um, so for anyone that definitely, definitely check out the book, my hair went on vacation, um, as well as, as well as your website, um, definitely check out those smile kits and I will be posting that within the link as within the post as well. So thank you so much for both being on. Thank you. She's, she's over. She had to run to the restroom, but she's saying, thank you. Thank you. Mr. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening today. Listen and learn with us at language during mealtime. Bye.